Sinners, choosers, lovers, dreamers, hypocrites, cynical folks, and everyone else, welcome to Choose Your Own Religion. My name is Joe. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. Another great episode for you. This is the show, if you've never heard it, this is the show where me and a guest, usually a Los Angeles comedian, sometimes not, usually that's what it is, we talk about the religious stuff in our lives, whatever that means, the stuff of our past, stuff of our present or future, what do we want. Uh, we talk about whether spirituality is a real thing or a bullshit word or uh, worth pursuing or what if it's even possible, what it, the fuck is it. And then we make up a religion every week. And this week this week was a very fun episode with comedian Finn Straley. Finn is somebody I've known out here in L.A. for a while. One of my favorite comedians. It was uh, great to talk to him. I, as you'll hear me say, I didn't know going in what Finn was. And uh, this unexpectedly turned into a really awesome discussion of Zen and Buddhism. And so I think it's a good episode. I think you'll like it. Uh, if you want to hear more, go to chooseyourownreligion.com. There's old episodes there on, um, on Stitcher and iTunes and etc. And also this year I've been blogging by going to a different a spiritual place or at least a religious place that isn't always spiritual, but a place. Uh, it's called This Week in Spiritual Narcissism. You can find the blog on the website. And finally, a new piece of business that I'm really excited to announce is on March 30th. If you're in Los Angeles, come out to the clubhouse at 8 p.m., for a live Choose Your Own Religion. It's not like this podcast. It's not going to be like this podcast exactly, uh, but it'll be kind of a fucked up worship service. Uh, but it's going to be an awesome time. There's going to be comics that you've heard on this podcast before. Ahmed Barucha, Casey Coop, Dan Prevett, all great episodes, all great comics. Working on adding more people as we speak, and uh, we're going to have other, other really cool uh, surprises for you. So again, if you're in Los Angeles, March 30th, 8 p.m., really hope to see you out there. And uh, that's that's pretty much it for all that upfront business stuff. Uh, if you want to email me, joe at joequint.net, you can send me an email. So I don't know what you're doing. I don't know if you need to stop what you're doing, if you want to have this as background to continue whatever you're doing. But whatever you're in the process of doing, keep doing it and open that heart right up for Finn Straley. Allow the soothing music and uplifting affirmations to center your heart and mind in an awareness of God's love. Wake up, my dear sinners. Wake up from your deep rest. Won't you say your prayers? Know that you are blessed. I love you, oh, but Jesus loves you the best. And I hope that you choose your own religion rolling right in it wow uh thanks for coming on the show yeah thanks for having me man uh there are some people where i know going in what their angle is what's uh, their, their yeah. take yeah i've and i haven't uh i don't think i've really heard you talk much about it in your stand-up no i have one bit about religion mm-hmm. uh that I don't really, I haven't done in a, in a little while, but yeah, I kind of, it's about how everybody's going to hell. Yeah, and... exactly. It's about, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, it's about how we all need to get right with, uh, yeah, <laughs> with, with Vishnu. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it. Cool. I, I know you're, so you're from Alaska. Yeah. What, yeah. what actually, what's like the religious makeup of Alaska? Is it like Christian up yeah, there? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's like, uh, any small town in America, I think sure. where yeah, yeah. You, there's going to be a lot of churches. Uh, a lot of bars. It was weirdly like religious, like uh, I wouldn't say religiously diverse, but there were a lot of different denominations there of right. yeah. the one type <laughs> right. of Christianity. <laughs> yeah, you have like a first pres, a first Baptist, yeah, a first exactly. Methodist, lots of firsts. A lot of yeah, there's Seventh Day Adventists. Weirdly, Alaska has like a lot of 
um, big like religious communes oh, um, because I, it's kind of out. You that know, makes sense thing. actually. Still in America, but like yeah, exactly. Out there. So you can kind of carve away your your little piece of, of the land or whatever. Wait, is like Alaska like it's like basically it's like a giant small town more or less. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah we it's it's the place you go to get away from. Uh, the government basically <laughs> there are are there really a lot of people like that up there yeah oh yeah big time it's, libertarians and, yeah it's huge yeah. it's a it really is a, a frontier environment was that where what brought your family up there no my parents they were people of science so oh. my mom was a oh, that makes sense. marine okay. biologist so we moved up there to study whales oh cool yeah I'm digging the whales yeah do you care for whales i do it was weird i i was always really bored by it as a kid because i was just around it all the time yeah, and yeah i would yeah. go out in the boat with my mom and just sleep every time <laughs> just oh it just put me right to sleep but yeah. now whenever i go back we go out in the boat and it's like amazing and beautiful yeah yeah i had the same thing with nature i had my parents would right. like take us hiking and like every now not a ton uh, a ton of camping but enough camping and i yeah. never really enjoyed it that much but then mm. now I, I i fucking love a good hike yeah it's weird you you just kind of hate whatever you are raised with it seems like it's true until i mean but and, and then it hits the, this podcast yeah right <laughs> but then the truth comes out when you are of age to make your own decision and you either get a realize that you were right to hate it or realize that you were totally wrong uh-huh. and that you should regret all the time that you spent not appreciating the beautiful nature that you're grown you grew up in yeah so as far as things you grew up with was religion any kind of part of that no not in any way yeah right. yeah um did you not hear my parents are scientists yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's weird my dad is like uh more into uh he was uh, like definitely more into spirituality stuff and mm-hmm. we talked a lot about like zen and oh, cool. buddhist stuff so that that's probably the closest yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, I love that stuff. Yeah, I yeah. do too. I really like it. I, I, I mean, I got really into it in like high school and stuff, and yeah, I do like that. Uh, but Wait. then my mom was just yeah, straight like a, a hard hardline atheist, pretty much. Sure. Yeah. Well, Zen is pretty. I mean, Zen and Buddhism are fairly compatible within that. Too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's any. No. Yeah, I don't think there's any friction there. No, I mean, yeah. Unless you're like, there's a segment of Buddhism where it's uh, you're into reincarnation and sort. Yeah. That's like the only supernatural sort of element, really. Yeah, going right. Play, but uh, I, I think most Buddhists that I've met, and they're not really like about that. And that's yeah, fine. it kind of <laughs> seems like most people, at least like in uh, you know, like white Buddhists, um, right. <laughs> are <laughs> right. mostly there for to get away from that stuff. It mm-hmm. seems like they sure. they like it more as a philosophy wait and so in high school what kind of because i i have my understanding of what zen is has changed a lot since when i first encountered it yeah i mean i have you see i have like zen my beginner's mind but then right from what i understand that's not necessarily like that's a definitely a westernized version of zen or it's a more yeah. that's like one book that introduced to it and then i started reading like alan watts like his are you familiar right. with alan watts yeah, yeah i haven't really i haven't read up on it as much as i should yeah <laughs> Okay, I, that's just curious because he talks about he was my first like scholarly introduction uh-huh. to like actually historical Zen, or it's yeah. like six patriarchs back in like thousand right. beast or thousand <laughs> years ago in China. And, yeah, yeah. Was that more what you were into? Or? I think I think I was just into the. I read. I was really into like Zen, uh, like poetry and writing. And I yeah. really like the cones a lot. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we had a book called Zen Flesh, Zen Bones that I read a lot. Oh, that's I think really I've good. seen that. I haven't read it. Though. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's just uh, it's. I think it's a collection of like three different texts, and it, it gets into like the uh, the Bodhidharma thing, where it's yeah, the guy, yeah, yeah the, the guy bringing it from India to Asia and stuff, and. I like that a lot, and I liked. I just liked the aspect of it where it was like these uh, 
kind of puzzles that had no answer to them. I, I enjoyed that as like yeah, kind the, of a shithead the, the high Coen, school student. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, they're, they're yeah, hilarious. Right. And I think I was into like J.D. Salinger stuff too. So there was okay. kind of some of that yeah, yeah, coming yeah. into it where I was like, uh, I felt like it was kind of cool and literary in some way. Well, there's definitely some like, I mean, some of the Zen stories, I, some of these are within the concept of a koan and some aren't, mm. but just are like stories within some of, I mean, they're very irreverent people. Right. Like, yeah. Zen, they're like hitting each other with shoes and shit, but yeah. like for no reason, they're cutting ha- cats in half and like, uh, yeah, they kind of have the, they, a lot of them have the form of jokes, which I really liked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that was something that really attracted me to it right off the bat is that it seemed like it had a real sense of humor and it, yeah, there's like a setup. Yeah. And a lot of like the stories yeah. of, uh, I forget which which one it is, but one of the Buddhas just like traveling around. Uh, I think it like the fat guy, like the classic Buddha that you see. Oh right, that guy. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. so many. You know, he has so many stories where he's just like coming to town and just like doing weird stuff. <laughs> which yeah. I yeah, is a is a That's great a setup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like the whole thing of the punchline is this kind of unexpected thing, but that totally makes sense within the context of it. That is like a yeah. joke like format. It shifts your perception of what came before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wait, were you into like? Did you know you wanted to do stand up around that time? Or yeah, was, definitely. Yeah. Oh, so that's mm-hmm. so it kind of stand up came before the Zen, then not after. I don't know. It, it probably around time. the same time. It was all kind of like uh, just as I was getting into uh, adolescence, it all kind of converged where I was hosting a radio show with my dad. Oh wow! And Whoa! I didn't yeah, know that. yeah. We what was it called? It was called Genuine Mouse Radio. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's, what, uh, what was the format? It, we both pretended to be mice, and we would take calls and <laughs> no, play didn't. games on on the uh, radio. Yeah, the it's a public yeah. radio show. That's awesome. It was it was very popular in our in wow. our small town. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah, Did you, was, and you like doing that? I loved it. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah, and it, it and I I started doing that, and then like kind of volunteering at the radio station a lot too, and it was uh, yeah, I that was kind of how I got really into comedy, and yeah. knowing that that was like something I enjoyed doing and wanted to do because we would like write sketches for it and stuff and that's really cool yeah yeah I definitely learned a lot about uh jokes i think and how that works just trying to trying to write those from a young age was that makes sense yeah it was pretty cool yeah and how is um i mean i don't know if maybe this is like you know that's not that i'm not picturing like a sit-down conversation with your dad being like well the lesson of zen is this or like the lesson of buddhism is this but i mean it feels like it definitely I feel like a dad who was going mm. to be in the comedy and t- bring his son along with like a radio show. Yeah. Zen seems like a something in that wheelhouse that would make sense. Yeah, for sure. It 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 uh it all kind of tied together. And he's he's really into haiku and stuff too. So uh-huh. he he does he writes poetry and. Uh, but I mean, do you feel like that's like Zen? Ha- that has been like a formative part of kind of your worldview and like yeah, the way you approach I, stuff. I think absolutely. I mean, I I think that it. Uh, you know, I don't, I can't speak to it as like a spiritual, uh, you know, feeling at all, but just philosophically it, I, it, to me, it just feels true. It doesn't feel magical at all. Yeah, It just feels just the idea that the self is an illusion and that Mm -hmm. everything is just a, you know, a manifestation of like, uh, mind of mind is, and it's just seems to me like patently obvious. Yeah. (laughs) Like it just, that just seems like a real, like Like, just a way to frame the world. Yeah. You know, it's uh, and you, that's a great, I love that you say that it's not a spiritual sense. Cause I feel like that's like the first thing that goes in Zen is like, Oh, you think you, you think spirituality is a thing. Yeah. It's like, fuck that. Like, yeah. Like I'm going to, I'm going to slap you if you think there's, there's, I'm going to literally slap you. There's nothing magical about it really. Yeah. To me, it's never felt that way. It's just like, 
oh yeah, this is a way to frame the world that makes complete sense. That is, uh, you know, encourages compassion. Yeah, yeah. And you know, require and in fact, like renders anything non-compassionate <laughs> insane. Insane, basically. Yeah, well, compassionate for the evil too. Yeah. I think. I think Zen was one of the first entries to me to like help me sort of have a more distance from everything, like a, a yeah. necessary distance from stuff that would really piss me off or whatever, anger yeah. me and feel really unjust. Right. But then in Zen, it's like, no, it's just the way, and it, it kind of ties in with, I guess this goes back to it's like Taoist leanings too, where it's yeah. like, yeah, it's just the way things are. This is the way of nature. <laughs> yeah, right. It's the fuck, it's, that's it's, the river, man. It's not anything other than what it is. Yeah. And yeah. It, it is, uh, there's something like, Oh man, I completely lost my train of thought. No, that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, it, it just the whole aspect of it, where uh, you know, feeling compassion for for evil, especially or for things that are bad too. It's like, well, it's all just a different manifestations of like suffering as desire, basically, right? Which right. comes out of it, and that's I mean, that was I think the thing that really drew me into it right off the bat was just like the life is suffering as like kind of the first tenet, <laughs> the first truth of the eightfold path or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like that's a that's a pretty great opening as far as a <laughs> worldview or philosophy uh-huh. is that life is suffering. <laughs> that's pretty perfect. But then the, that's you know then the way it gets into that is suffering is uh, I forget how it's worded, but basically like suffering is desire is a great uh that i mean to me that was really where it like clicked in for me it's like oh this is just true Mm -hmm. this isn't a yeah this isn't like a magical belief this is just a thing that is real that everything every bad feeling you have is just uh an illusion that your mind is creating because it's you're telling yourself that you don't own this thing or you don't have this one feeling yeah i love i've that was a really powerful thing for me too whenever i i didn't get into it till uh, like after college, because I, I grew up Presbyterian, my dad's a minister, mm-hmm. and then I in college is when I fell away from the church. It's always a falling away. Y- yeah, right. <laughs> you know, he's cast aside or whatever, cast myself aside. Yeah. But then it was, uh, I was going to a Buddhist temple in Raleigh just for, because I, I somehow came across Buddhism as like, mm. oh, it's not. I remember like seeing a Wikipedia page, I think, for it. Like, yeah. Oh, it's like a philosophy more than a religion. I'm like, y- interesting. Yeah. And it's not necessarily like, uh, it doesn't have to be the kind of loopy LA. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It doesn't. Re- I I think a lot of people think that it's kind of tied into like the spiritualism, like uh, you know, yeah, astrology, <laughs> right, <laughs> like magical right. thinking stuff. But uh, at least in my view, it's never really been about that. And no, it's like, I, don't th- I don't think so. Either. And some Buddhism obviously is. I was going to that Kadampa Center for a while. Oh, were you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Jason in Glasgow is to that too. Oh, really? I think he goes now. Yeah. How was? <laughs> It, it was great. I mean, I I loved it. I've never been to. I've never done church. That's just never been a thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in my family, so it was kind of cool to have that experience of going somewhere every Sunday, like regularly. How long yeah, did you go for? We went. I went like three or four times, uh-huh. and then I googled the Kadampa people. Or actually, my girlfriend googled it. That's not oh, fair. Yeah, I think I did hear about this. And they're like, it turns out they're kind of like the Westboro Baptist Church of Buddhism. <laughs> It's like they're protesting Dalai, like any Dalai Lama parents. Right. That, that's what Jason says, actually. Jason Vanglass has a, a stand about here. He has a bit about how, like, I go to this place that wants to kill the Dalai Lama. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I'd never put it together that that was the same thing. But yeah. 
Yeah, it is. It's funny. You got to be you got to be careful about that stuff. <laughs> yeah. it, it only reinforced just a distrust of any organized organized right? so like religion or philosophy. Like even this, even the chillest thing ever, <laughs> sitting has silent yeah, sitting has like <laughs> these dangerous. manifestations of like violent zealotism. <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's I can't. I mean, that's a manifestation of desire is desiring to kill the fucking Dalai Lama. Yeah. Right. And and just the <laughs> fact that it's about it's because the Dalai Lama doesn't recognize the deity that they find feel is the most uh, important it's just like it all it, it just it it it, it just ch- plugs right back into that channel of everything that is like yeah, yeah. Uh, is bad about now, religion yeah something else i thought of too with the whole desiring thing i feel like okay like <laughs> so that's initial thing is like oh right i desire so much i remember having that sort mm. of that sort of stretch of my life being like oh shit like this explains so much of my own like failure in relationships and yeah. my own like depression mm-hmm. I've had before and uh, in various spurts but then it's almost like it's like the i guess it's the like sophomore year of buddhism right you yeah. start being like but well, how do i i can't desire to not desire yeah right did you in- encounter that yeah definitely and you get you get into those things where you're like okay i'm gonna meditate and uh feel you know try to do all this stuff and get my mind really organized and and get uh, still water. You, yeah, right. Be all this, but then you start and you start like feeling really superior <laughs> to everybody. <laughs> right. And it's like, oh, uh, wait a minute. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> you have to dial yeah. that back too. You can't. You you just can't put any of yourself into it. You just have to yeah. eliminate your ego. But then also, just in the way that the modern like the world works, you can't really afford to do that entirely. <laughs> right. Right. Like, and it there doesn't make you happier some, to do that. Yeah, you know? right. And I think the the thing that helped me through that was realizing that it's not a binary. Yeah. That it's not just off or on. It's mm-hmm. just a, and it's also the thing that's built into Zen that I really like too is is the idea that it's it's not about like achieving something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there's enlightenment or whatever, but for I mean, I you know, I don't I don't think that's a realistic goal for most people and I mm-hmm. don't think that if you're into Zen like you you're I don't think it should be your goal. It's right. like it's just a constant questioning and it's a thing to keep in mind, which I really like that about it is that it's, and I like that about uh, Judaism too, mm-hmm. is the whole, th- this whole aspect where it's more about like the discussion and the, the striving for something that it is yeah. about like arriving at a place. Totally. Wait, do you know uh, the, like Sartori, like that concept? No. It's a, uh, it's a Zen thing where it's like instant enlightenment is the way I've heard it put. Huh. It's not really like achieving like, Oh, I am aware of all things. Like I'm not like omnipotent yeah. or anything, but it's that feeling. And I know we, I think everybody has had this, whether they've, what the thing they describe as far as I understand it, mm-hmm. most people have had by accident at various points of your life. Yeah where it just sort of happens in a flash where you you get quasi out of body and you kind of realize that you are in like your consciousness is like artificially sort of located like you you have this yeah. feeling like oh that feeling that I call I is an illusion you right. have that to- it's like but it's a unspeakable realization you just feel it you're like oh shit yeah totally and yeah. i think a lot of times that gets kind of ra- that i think that happens to you in dreams a lot and yeah. i think a lot of times it gets interpreted as like a deja vu or like a dream feeling mm. yeah 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 and there and yeah and a lot of like surrealist what if that's like all stuff. deja vu it's just you yeah. feeling that every time you're like <laughs> yeah Whoa. kind of i mean i'll have that a lot I'll, and i'll have that that weird sensation of like i don't know if i'm awake or dreaming yeah. or and i think a lot of surrealist art is kind of about that too is like about that feeling of like you know eliminating your ego and kind of mm-hmm. instead stepping back into your unconscious mind too yeah well that's what i love about like zen art and Mm. that's where 
I, see, I guess I tend to have, I think maybe that's why a lot of people who are creative people are drawn to that. And uh, like, I love the naturalism of it though. Yeah. Like I'm going to create whatever, whatever is going to, that's in me. just is going to come out. Yeah. And I'm not going to overly tinker with it. I'm not going to try to overly structure it, but I'm also not going to avoid the structure either. If I know there could be a structure that helps it. Right. Yeah. Like, cause that's again, that's like a desiring not to desire yeah. type thing. <laughs> like I'm not going to make this intentionally shitty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I guess the criticism of it is kind of like, well then it's just nothing then. Right. <laughs> but then the, but then you're like, the yeah, that is like, well, yeah, that's <laughs> what it should be. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, then why was that an issue? Yeah. You'd nailed it. Well, that's, that's, yeah. That's why I, I guess I keep returning to Taoism a lot as like, like a, a part of that Zen uh, influence yeah. because it's like, I can't desire and I can't, I, I shouldn't desire and I, sh- I can't desire not to desire. So I guess I might as well just go with the flow. I might as well just yeah. roll along with what's presenting itself. To right. Me. Yeah. Well, still, you know, being mindful and I guess that's, yeah. Well, yeah. Cause that's, that's the thing of it is that I think I, I, I could be wrong, but this is my interpretation of what Taoism would say. It's like, if you feel like okay, it's not about it's doing without it's doing without doing right. So it's mm-hmm. but if part of your doing is like knowing you need to educate yourself or knowing yeah. you need to like pers- you know you need to do ten mics or whatever this week, right? You know, then <laughs> yeah. then do that. But like, don't you don't have to like overly like racking your brain to try to figure out the optimal mm-hmm. thing is not necessarily a path to any better decision making. Yeah, no, not at all. And it's yeah, and it's a, it's a good way to keep in mind just the the traps of like ambition and yeah. trying to get you know steer clear of of that stuff well, too. That holier than thou thing you were talking about. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, uh, do you know who Chogyam Trungpa Trunk Trung is? No, he's a Buddhist guy. He had he started the Shambhala Center. So he, whoever mm. the like uh, the Kadampa person is, he's the the Shambhala version of that. Right. Also yeah. had his own controversy somewhat of he, he was more of a hedonist though. Mm-hmm. So like there's some, nothing too crazy from what I've heard, but mm-hmm. like, you know, some people like, well, he would like hook up with like students and stuff like that uh, and like drink okay. with them and have some weird stuff. But like, yeah, <laughs> again, he had some good teachings. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them, one of his like main things was talking about uh, spiritual materialism, mm-hmm. which is that same vein where it's like thinking that you need this, practice to be so perfect in order to achieve anything or that there's anything yeah. to achieve or like yeah i like yeah. right yeah that is really interesting but i do like that i also i mean yeah i i do hate that the like pretty much any time there's like <laughs> any power structure at all it gets exploited and it's that usually the form that takes is uh you know, instructors sleeping with their students. Right. That's yeah. like, I, I don't know. It just seems like it, it's funny to me that like Buddha, even Buddhism is not, uh, is somehow not immune to right. like all this crazy, like the like, same stuff as any organized Like the religion. Bikram yoga guy. Yeah. He, he had a whole thing with that too. He's like fucking crazy dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Man. It does seem like they're, yeah. I mean, I guess this is like a, the, maybe the least hot take of the, the 20th <laughs> century, but like, any like religion should just be a personal should just be an individual pursuit yeah. like there should be there there's no reason at all to have any organized <laughs> religion except for i guess there is a thing and you know it's good to there are these like writers that i appreciate and i like reading and you know and trying to learn about it mm-hmm. 
but uh, just any power structure. I guess that's just true in general. <laughs> it's the power part. I yeah. think I, I think there's some good stuff that comes out of organization, but the problem yeah. is that the power that comes... Like, if you can get the organization without the power, then I think that would be the ideal scenario. It's just right. very hard to to let that happen because yeah that's, power's cool power <laughs> power's feels super so good sick. yeah uh, and it feels so good to have power over people well that's the thing i mean that's all what it boils down to with these like teachers gone rogue is yeah that it's, that's just speaks to how powerful the ego really is right that it'll get even the people that probably you know i'm sure these guys at various points of their life thought they were actually doing really like noble things or actually were like, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm doing like some good spiritual work. I'm speaking some truth here, mm-hmm. but then they're even susceptible to, yeah. to that whole thing. Right. Yeah. Anytime you are aware of yourself doing good. Yeah, it does. It is. It's, I mean, it's just so hard to divorce your ego from that. Yeah. It's, it's like, I see that in comedy too. I feel oh, like, yeah. It, well, comedy goes both ways. Cause I think comedy can be a great Avenue to keep it in check. If you do it right in terms of being yeah. able to be self-deprecating mm-hmm. and like being con- if you have it in the, like if you're constantly analyzing yourself or your own flaws, yeah, that type of thing. But then some people, you know, they, it's, you feel, you know, you get a fucking, you have a great set, right? You get off. You're like, Oh hell yeah. I'm yeah. fucking doing it. <laughs> I'm riding it. And then it's also a form of egotism when you bomb and you feel overly bad about it, too. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a true thing. The negative thoughts about yourself as being a, a kind of a, a manifestation of your ego is something that's really interesting. And that's like, yeah, that's definitely what I run into more Yeah, is the thing of like you become kind of addicted to thinking negative thoughts about yourself because oh, it's yeah. like a weird reinforcement mm-hmm. of your yourself that you need to keep the illusion going. <laughs> yeah, man. You're speaking my language. That was me for such a long time yeah it's hard i mean it's hard to get yourself out of that maze it's like almost yeah. impossible. and it's so crippling to relationships too. it's like yeah. unnecessarily crippling that's what the yeah. that's the sad part of it and you can even be aware that that's happening it doesn't necessarily even make it better yeah that's true yeah yeah and i guess every like uh religion or spirituality has some kind of answer to that to, yeah just like hey go to church right hey go to church uh you know god loves you so you're yeah. deserving of love yeah well i do think this is something that people have said the most common thing and i you know i would say majority of people who come to this podcast strong majority don't go to church or anything mm-hmm. but they the thing they miss the most is the sense of community and mm-hmm. i think that is the value of if you can organize it and you can build in some a safe it's like a safety net yeah for when you're feeling like shit yeah it's like you know what but i know i know dale's a good guy and i see he's having a down week and because we are called by whoever our higher power is to live these higher human ideals even if his like because you know i mean as somebody who has been in those funks i know Mm. that it's a it's repelling to other people because nobody nobody wants to be sucked into it and I've been guilty of that too, where I see somebody who's like kind of having a hard time. You're like, I don't, you know, I don't want to be sucked into their vortex either. Right. Yeah. But in the context of like a religious thing, I think ideally you're being like, you know what? I'm here to be Dale's friend regardless. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a potential benefit there. I'm not saying it always plays out that way. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I guess for as much of that there is, there's also like the exploitation that goes oh, on for sure. too. So it, for sure, man. And the, emo- and the, and I think it can kind of like function as emotional dependency a lot of the time for people too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I don't really, I mean, I can't, I can't speak to what, uh, church folk are like at all because i've just never yeah. been involved i've never been in a, involved in a religious community and i don't really m- miss it you know because i never had it and <laughs> right. i 
it doesn't it's just not a thing that i i feel yeah. like i i feel like i have community in my life and i feel like the town that i came from had a great community and i feel like i'm yeah, part of yeah. the community in los angeles now and so that's yeah yeah you need it i'm not yeah it doesn't have to always be from yeah religion, but right. getting it that's one way some people only have it yeah that's the only way you can get it because you sometimes i mean i for me it's been i mean i, I feel like at work people mm. whatever their day jobs i'm talking more normal people with like a career path yeah um <laughs> you know like an sure. actual career path like through like i don't know being a lawyer or whatever uh-huh. or a corporate america it's yeah. like hard to really have a community because you're all mm. machiavellian or you're all like trying to climb a ladder yeah and right. i felt that sometimes i guess was stand up a little yeah bit. that definitely exists especially in los angeles where like yeah. the stakes are so high you're kind of at the village uh built above the volcano a little bit <laughs> right where it's yeah it's kind of hard to <laughs> yeah but do you find where do you find your community um, I mean, just in going to shows and like open your friends, mics, basically. Yeah, friends. And yeah. then, you know, friends from college and friends from high school. And then, uh, yeah, just reaching out and trying to make an effort to be social and, and uh, engage with people, too. Yeah. And then now, especially with like the, you know, the political climate, it feels like there's an even more of a... I mean, I think political communities are probably like the most important mm. and like the most, like, uh, the most significant type of community that we have available to us and that we should be engaging in right now so yeah well those aren't immune from the power problems either though (laughs) you know yeah well yeah you might yeah they're they're kind of uh central to it almost (laughs) yeah Yeah. i mean yeah that's such a bummer too i mean any all the politicians are fucked in some way but even even more than that like uh you know left-wing groups or uh you know, political organizations just to have, there's such a hierarchy in there, even if they're right. anarchists, like organizations. <laughs> Top anarchists. Yeah, yeah. There's the, even the, you just can't get away from <laughs> Who's it. Who's the president of the anarchy club? Yeah. Right. right. But even if there's <laughs> not one, it's like the, you, you're the, even the people in there, they're like, there's a hierarchy where it's like, well, you, I'm a better anarchist than you. <laughs> right. There's a, or like, I'm a better, I'm, you know, that's I, the holier than thou. Yeah. Thing, I, I punched a Nazi, so I'm a better <laughs> anti-fascist. Like, yeah. You know, that I it's it's so well that's what sucks about to me that's one of the worst I mean there's always everything has a double-edged sword mm-hmm. so everything I'm about to say like the the part that sucks about there's there's a counteracting good aspect of that but like yeah people with like the the quantification of our social status right in the form of like twitter followers and like yeah this used to be something where you'd be like okay you were either famous or you weren't it was kind of a binary yeah like famous cool person who's like a complete star but then everybody else is kind of like chilling in a relatively like mm-hmm. a murky sea of like yeah we're all normal people yeah but now i feel like and maybe this is just an la thing too but uh-huh. i think it's not just an la thing i think it's just when you're able to see like you can quantify somebody's popularity it does a weird thing to your brain yeah suddenly the the i mean i think it used to be like you would get you would you know get heat checked you would get a check for where <laughs> where your status is and yeah. like because it, you know, in all of in the entire city, ever there's no two people occupy the same social space. Right. <laughs> Everybody, right. the, the hierarchy is divided down to every single resident, <laughs> and right, uh, right. And it used to be that you only had to consider that anytime you engaged with another person. So that person would you would like somehow there would be these signifiers like this person is above you in right. the hierarchy in some way. Right. But right. now you're kind of steeped in it all the time so you're constantly aware or yeah. you know even if you're not conscious of it it's, i hate that shit man it's I crazy re- i really hate that stuff i mean i i agree i i totally agree and i i have 
I, I would be so full of shit if I acted like I didn't play into that sometimes. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's impossible not to. You breathe the air, the atmosphere <laughs> that you're in. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and it's, I, I think it's a bad thing, and I, I think it ultimately does, is harmful to creating good work and good art, but it's also, agree, yeah. it's just the way, it's that the Taoist thing where it's, it's just the way it is. Yeah, that's I, that's how I've had to come around to it. It's just kind of the way it is. I mean, I don't want to play into it because I, I think I think of all these things. And that's one of the things I think that really separates people because I really try to like I mean, I try to have like, especially these days, just I, I'm not super political on Facebook or Twitter mm. because of I think politics, while I, I so am in support of anybody expressing mm-hmm. you know, whatever they want to express. Yeah. Uh, and being like speaking their truth but i also i guess to me i feel like there's a greater humanity where like we forget the point of politics is to make everybody uh, have a happier life because mm. we're we should be wanting the best for all human beings yeah and for each other and i feel like social status you know the kind of tribalism that fosters itself with any kind of like mm. us versus them type stuff right really bothers me and i i hate playing into it but then at the same time i'm like god i really i really want to say something today or yeah i i mean i don't post that often because i'm a coward politically <laughs> and i don't want to well, that too. upset that anybody too. <laughs> and i want everyone to like me at all times i was but, i was giving the yeah. nice version of that but i i get what you're saying too is that it's like yeah i mean it's it's also just overwhelming and it's also like well the you know the world is choking on uh, uninformed political opinions right now. Right. So yeah. What, and what am I what, offering? Yeah. What, what am I contributing to this? Just more to the right the noise. But also, I mean, you know, the, your point of view that politics exists to make improve the quality of people's lives. That's a political opinion. Right. That's, <laughs> that's not. A, that's, that's not true. a thing taken for granted. A lot of people don't feel that way. And I would say even a lot of people who do feel that way are actually very vocal. Yeah. Like they're right. like they're like no. This is like we have we have the chance to completely change. We see. I mean, that's what pisses people off when they see like uh, so much inequality. Right. Whether yeah. it be uh, economic or racial or anything. Yeah. I mean, she's saying, like, no, the, we have a system in place to sort of level the playing field. Yeah. Why aren't we fucking using it? Right. Yeah. yeah. And then there's disagreements about, like, well, how unequal is it? What's the right way to do it? And that's when you start getting into that's when I mean, that's when there's going to be natural disagreements. But that's when people start, I think, start losing the humanity. Yeah. They start. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. You, you and it becomes just a battle, uh, like an ego battle, basically, where you're just trying to assert your you know uh you you believe that you are the the have the right answer and you're the smartest person <laughs> right and that you're the you know you have the sense of superiority that's uh, related to feeling you know separate from other people well you know everybody thinks they have the best taste in music yeah like right you i it would be impossible for me to say like no i have the perfect taste in music yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah but i mean it that is also true like you <laughs> right. have the perfect taste in music for you right you know? but then you so there's like always going to be yeah the, the, when I I was maybe younger in my life. I would be mm. more elitist. I'm like, well, you don't, you don't like the Grateful Dead. You don't like fish. Right. What the fuck's wrong wow, with those you? Those are insane things to be uh, arrogant about. <laughs> I know, man. That's a wildly <laughs> bizarre point of view. But I really had that. <laughs> yeah. That's what, it, that's the kind of spiritual pride. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. They, they are fucking 
an underrated. They're the fish, fishes especially. Like they're great. I've never listened to a fish song, so I can't say. <laughs> I can't specify. Do you really? See, you seem like you would be a big fish fan. It. I like no, just like as external. I don't know. As from what I know about you, it definitely feels like a riptide situation for me. Where the second <laughs> I step into that water, I'm getting pulled all the way out. So I feel Good. like I can't quite risk it. I mean, as far as like, uh, I mean, they're an improvisational jazz rock band. Yeah, I, I mean, mean that sounds amazing. <laughs> so, and yeah, I know that, and I so that's why Just I must never listen to that. It's, it's heroin. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I would love it far too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's I guess that's what I mean, though, is like I could totally agree with what you're saying. Everybody thinks that their political taste is the perfect taste. Yeah. And then right. but then that more commonly turns into like, why don't you guys see the obviousness of this? Yeah. You right. know? Yeah. And it's I mean, it's so complicated. I I, I can't I have, am not able to map my beliefs about <laughs> uh ego and i can't quite square all of my uh you know beliefs with the way that the world works right now it seems like me too and you know part of it too i and then i think this is like uh where having a sort of uh i mean i hate even saying the phrase a zen approach to it sure yeah but you that's with that lens that we were talking about earlier this the world is what it is things are just what they are Mm -hmm. so only a certain amount of you know, anger is going to be useful in that. You know, yeah. I, I try, I tend to try to shy away from anger mm-hmm. in general because I feel like it's not a good fuel when average for thinking rationally or acting. Yeah. So that's a hard thing for me. That's one reason I don't feel as passionate maybe at certain points in this climate. And also mm-hmm. like it makes you view the phenomenon. I mean, like him or not, Trump is a weird, it's a weird thing that's happening in our society. Like yeah. whether you're a fan of his or you fucking hate him, it's just, it's, yeah. it's a very bizarre thing. It is very bizarre. It's also <laughs> on its face. It's just so strange. Yeah, it uh, it is. It happened so fast. It was like it was. It really was all of a sudden like we entered a different timeline. And it yeah, yeah. it's something. Things just feel off. And nothing <laughs> is quite real. And I I do think it's because like uh, these are like the least Zen <laughs> leaders we've ever had in the country. Yeah, is that it's the most about like uh it, you know it's all ego and it's all um uh-huh. this kind of arrogance. It's like they're so. This is what, <laughs> and maybe this is I don't know about what I'm about to say, but like. They're so unzen yeah. that it makes you be like, they can't be that unzen. Yeah. Like, there has to be something more. There has to be. That's the whole, like, 40 chess thing they used to talk about with him. Wait, what is that? They Like, there used to be this whole thing about, like, and this is more in the run-up to the election about, like, mm. oh, you, Trump seems like he's making a crazy statement. But really, mm. this is to distract, and it's really to make the media then respond in a certain way. So he's like a chess master. They're like, you're playing, like, 4 or 5D chess. Yeah, right. You know? But yeah. then, then you're like, oh, no. Like, he's... Like there, there are parts of him where you're like, he's just that vain. Yeah, he's, and I, I mean, he's just acting entirely from a place of, yeah, of uh, this like weird kind of aggression. Yeah, <laughs> and like that's that's kind of the whole philosophy of the administration is that conflict is you know breeds strength. Right, right. They're like Klingons, basically. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess yeah, that's where <sighs> is this very hard to i'm with you i'm very hard for me to know how to properly respond or act in that i guess that's yeah. why i cheat towards uh also pussing out and not right. wanting to post anything. i know but, yeah but part of it too i really do like i think 
the world's going to go on. I I mean, hopefully we don't have any kind of people joke about the apocalypse happening. Yeah. With this, a nuclear I mean, apocalypse. I, I'm someone who's always felt like we're close to that. I've definitely like that's gone up. Yeah. yeah. But and I, I do think we're closer than we've ever been. Yeah. I do think we it probably won't happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sad that I have to say it, it probably won't happen. Yeah. I think it probably will. Wow. But yeah. I, I guess I'm like, well, I think life will go on. Mm hmm. After, yeah i think life Trump. will go on <laughs> something will go on yeah um and so i guess it's like i just try to have a long view especially with the relationships in my life where, mm-hmm. again somebody i'm not changing any political views anyway like i'm not right. going to get in an argument you know somebody was asking actually like my friend was talking to me about like how his mom was like had a certain view of mm-hmm. they were like a trump supporter or their, his yeah. mom is a trump supporter and they're like, how do you talk to them? Or how do you like, and I'm like, well, you can't argue it. There's no arguing with anybody really in politics. Yeah. Cause like you said, this is whole, like we all believe we have the perfect answer. There's, yeah. You're just asserting it's a, it's an ego game of like debate. Mm-hmm. But I think the most effective relationships I've built with people who have disagreed with me have just been sort of ignoring that and being like, letting them know what I believe where I stand. Mm-hmm. But also I'm like, I'm not going to preach it, but just know I'm going to be that way. And then I'm going to be like, cool to you. Right. You yeah. know? And I feel like that living by that example, as best you can, is going mm-hmm. to be a better argument than any kind of like, that's true. Verbal yeah. gamesmanship you try to do. Yeah, that's true. I do think that you should kill Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> I well, do believe that. <laughs> and that's, that's a thing I can't totally square with. I can't square I and I this is only recently really that I've I've come to believe like yeah yeah uh that violence is an appropriate response in some cases yeah but it yeah. uh I I do I I think that that is you know something that I have to square with my own like the way I've uh believed my entire life well you know the apparently the Japanese um you know, Imperial Japan mm-hmm. is very Zen or, and the whole, like very barbaric in the forties. Yeah. Right. But, and they had, apparently Zen was at the foundation of that. Cause it, mm. I guess there's a, there's certain parts of Zen that can trend towards nihilistic. I'm yeah. not saying that, that, that being violent is necessarily nihilistic. Right. Yeah. But, um, I think that again, it goes back into the, I mean, this is like why maybe it's too broad and like too easy to throw things in there of like a uh-huh. go with the flow or it is what it is, or like a Taoist and like do without trying, like do without trying, uh-huh. do without doing it's like, well, if you need, if, if what's called for is to speak out mm. and to say like, we need to, we need, whether it's like, or we need to kill a Nazi or we need yeah. to like, we need to fight back. Then who's to say that's not the right, the quote unquote right thing to do. Yeah. You know, maybe that is what's needed. Yeah. I mean, There's I no right answer. I certainly don't, don't have an answer for it. Yeah. And I guess, you know, rationally, I'm also aware that violence only does lead to further violence and that suppression of ideas is ultimately impossible. Yeah. Uh, even, you know, through violence, even if you killed every last Nazi, there'd still be somebody who like found a book or something and, you yeah. know, comes to that conclusion on their own. But yeah, I don't know. It does, it, it does feel like there is, there's just such a push right now to, on so many sides to, you know, bring about some kind of like global ending conflict. <laughs> But yeah. that's also like that's also a total fantasy is the idea that there can ever be a conflict that ends conflict. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so embedded in human nature to want to be violent. Yeah. To, to, like it's uh, I mean, something it's a pure caveman. Thing. It's how mm. we had to live. It's how we had to fight for resources. You know, when resources were scarce. Yeah. You actually did need to 
kill somebody in order to survive right. at a certain yeah. point. Or at least it felt that way. But mm. then, um, I don't know. I, I guess it's through whatever various system we, we found out cooperating actually gets you yeah. way cooler shit. Right. Yeah. That, yeah, you can, you, you're able to actually gain much more Grow by the pie. working together. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of <laughs> killing yeah. you over the And I pie. guess that's in, that's in like in Judaism and religion and, and Christianity too. Yeah. The whole idea that we're, you know, I guess that's like the Tower of Babel thing. <laughs> right. But I right. guess that's also like, uh, yeah, where that you, it's almost like evil to be too unified. Well, yeah. I'll do. Yeah. I'll, I'll play a defense of the Tower of Babel for a second. Yeah. Because even though they did, they were like, we're, we're going to be as good as God. Right. The idea of not trying to just fit in and just, I mean, it's somewhere it's, whatever. <laughs> like, like the idea of creating things along with the divine, with mm-hmm. the creator. Like, you know what? I'm not just put on here on earth to just find a spot to chill in, to yeah. like find a job that works for me. I'm here to help manifest this mm-hmm. world into a bet and like bring better things and leave this place better than I found it. Yeah. Right. Cause I've been, I'd say most of my life I was the former. I was mm-hmm. like, I just want to fit in somewhere. I just want to like slot into my little, whether it was like, I didn't care in college. I didn't have any career mm-hmm. dream or path. I was like, I'll just follow my fucking girlfriend around or whatever. Sure, and yeah. then she broke up with me. I'm like, wait, <laughs> why, why are you not attracted oh, to no. such passion and dedicated, you know, <laughs> such a strong sense of vision. Yeah. Um, but then, and then like, even in comedy too, I think for a long time I would be like, I'm just going to find my little comedy niche. I'm mm-hmm. just going to like, but then, cause that's such a passive way of viewing it. And that's such a way of like, I'm just, it made me try to adapt and change who I was to mm-hmm. fit other people, what I thought other people wanted when really all what people want is for you to be the best version of you. Yeah. Independent right. of them. Yeah. And it took, and I, that's what I think the, a more creative approach. And so maybe that's the good intentions behind the power of Babel. Sure. It's like, yeah, we're trying to, trying to help out God here. We're building a cool skyscraper. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. And well, I guess if you look at it through like a, uh, uh, kind of a more Zen lens too, it's like, well, the yeah, the, the people are God. Like, there's no separation between the this and the holy entity and the people that are building this tower. Yeah, like that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's God punishing himself. himself for competing with himself. God yeah. does seem seem like he would be in the BDSM. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, Old Testament God for sure, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, New Testament God's a little freaked out. Yeah, a little, he just needs aftercare. He needs to be swaddled. Yeah, that yeah. is a thing I like about Zen too. Is it it it's such a obvious and compelling answer to the the Christian argument of, you know, why should anyone do good if there's no uh, threat of repercussions or reward in the afterlife for it? And it to me, it's a much more sane uh, view of it, of because it's 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 actually insane to do harm. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's yeah. all harm is self harm. It's true. And that's such a much, that's such a more compelling argument to me than, you know, you get your, your judgment after you die. And conversely, I think all healing is self healing too. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You know, forgiveness really, I've, the, I started at some point and I don't do this all the time, but like, I, I think the idea of choosing to forgive by default, mm is a very powerful, much more powerful way of thinking of life than like choosing revenge by default. Right. I mean, that's what uh, we talk about, like anti-Trump shit. Trump yeah. is the most, he will openly talk about like if they punch you, what do he say? Like if they hit you, I hit them 10 times harder back. Yeah. Like the most vengeful dude of all time. Yeah. Like the least Christian ideals <laughs> that you could possibly yeah. have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's such a huge, uh, 
mistake to think that you can like actually that like ruling through strength has any kind of longevity. Yeah. Because basically that philosophy is ultimately saying like, well, what what if maybe the you know the way for the world to be good is for everyone to feel miserable <laughs> all the time. <laughs> right. Like, what if that's the right way? Oh god. What if that's the way to make the world better and to achieve more is to make everyone hate their fucking lives <laughs> so much? Because that's how he, yeah. that, you know, the, in that yeah. hearing how that administration works on the inside, like his leadership style is pitting people against each other, and it just sounds like the most hellish work environment you could ever, <laughs> ever ask for. possibly. And it's, you know, but that's like, that's a conscious choice. That's what, that's what he believes makes the, you know, for the best product in his company. Yeah, with the stakes being the entire world. Right, yeah. (laughs) Consequences that affect literally every human being. Yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the flip side of it is that I do find myself like avoiding conflict in every, you know, in any possible case, Mm. which is also, which is not a a positive thing either. Yeah, that was, I, you know, I still do that a lot. And Mm -hmm. I used to, I, I I would say I'm getting better at just having more, I've been focusing on being candid recently Mm -hmm. of like saying if there's, if I have a problem with the friend that this is like a big, it sounds like I'm sure to a lot of people, because the the people who are growing up used to fighting, used to conflict, used to saying what they feel, used to like being like, you're pissing me off. I was always the opposite. I was always like. I just want everybody to get along. I just want like my family to, I don't want to bring, I don't want to insert myself in anything. Mm -hmm. Let's keep the peace. And then that translated over to my friendships where I'm like, if I don't like something about them, I'm not going to bring it. Or if I feel like they're doing something like harmful to me, Mm -hmm. like psychologically as a friend, I wouldn't ever speak up for it. But then just recently I just, I had a conversation. Like I had to like work myself up for it. Yeah. I was like, this is, I don't mean like, I love you. You're a great friend and all this reasons, but this is the thing that I have an issue with, but mm-hmm. I still want to be friends. And if, it went way better. It, of course, it, it went fine. It always goes fine. It, it was yeah. great. And I'm like, why don't I do this all the time? Because it's scary. <laughs> it's so scary. Obviously, that's why. Yeah. It's hard to do scary things. Yeah. And yeah. it. Uh, but yeah. it's... it's um. Yeah, I think that's something I want to continue focusing on throughout my... Mm-hmm. You know, the rest of my life, I guess. Is like yeah. being, I think that's like something older men... Mm-hmm. I guess women too, but I think maybe because I'm just thinking of like old dudes in my own life mm-hmm. that have this sort of like, you just got to say, you just got to say yeah. a hard thing, even if it's not comfortable. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a thing that like women are very trained to not do. Right. Right. In society is like, yeah. And, and also, you know, just depending on your family, like there's a lot of, like I was definitely raised to like not try to avoid conflict in every right. situation, in every scenario, and not even consciously. It's just kind of how it how it happened. Well, that's the downside of having too much compassion and empathy. Yeah, right. not that well, I haven't like so compassionate or so empathetic, but yeah. like looking to see the other person's point of view, then you can be like, well, why mm-hmm. I'm not why why say anything? Well, and that is kind of the the big. Uh, like one of the big gaps in the you know the philosophy that I have about the world in in like the Zen you know thing I I don't understand I can't quite square why it is good to seek out conflict or yeah. to you know assert yourself in situations like it I, there's not really an answer for that in you know the way that I have framed the world for myself and yeah but it, clearly your life is better when you are honest and when you yeah. are you know. Uh, and when you do, you know, you address conflict when it comes up. Honest in a skillful way. I mean, it's like yeah. the right speech, what, of the part of the Eightfold Path. Right, it's yeah. Like, is, and that, it's something that uh, there was a retired Episcopalian preacher I mentioned all the time on this podcast named Ed Bacon. 
who talks about like every religion has these four and he's like a kind of a pan religious mm-hmm. kind of dude but like every religion has these basic asks you to do these four things like pay attention mm-hmm. show up speak the truth and don't care about the results yeah and so oh, that's interesting yeah it's interesting to like when you think of like i'm almost i'm doing a disservice to humanity if i don't speak my truth mm-hmm. then it's a more compelling i mean i don't know if it needs to sound that grandiose per se but uh i think there's something i mean i i like sometimes i like thinking of uh what are like what should we do what are we meant to do on earth i don't know if there's any meant to do but like mm-hmm. i think of humans as like we are all pixels on a giant monitor and so yeah. i just need to be my pixel mm-hmm. like whatever my pixel means it looks like i just got to be that and not worry about what everybody else's is mm-hmm. it's not going to be the same color as mine but i'm going to fit in i'm going to help make up the the picture by being my own pixel does that make sense is that too fucking new ag2 out there no that makes sense yeah i uh I, I guess I just, uh, for some people too, it's like, well, maybe there should, some of these shouldn't be pixels. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe, yeah. maybe people who believe in. <laughs> Replace the pixel. Yeah. It's a dead pixel. Yeah. Maybe people who believe that fascism is a viable like form of government shouldn't be. <laughs> right. Uh, you should unplug their yeah, pixel. Yeah. You should, they should be erased. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a, it's a, it's a solid counterpoint. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, I really just don't know. I and this is a lot of stuff that is like kind of only recently coming up for me. So I just, I, I just have no idea. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know either. I hope. Yeah. I hope this is my again my the peacemaker side of me creeping back in as I say every time I say this. I'm like, just know that I know at any time I might be full of shit. Or uh-huh. I might be like, I don't have a any kind of truth claim in a yeah. broader sense. I only have what I my personal point of view is. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's that's that. Uh, did I tell you? I told you the gimmick of the show, right? Oh, the, the making up a religion. Yeah, yeah, you told me about that. Are you down? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I have a little. I've got a little list here. Okay. Um, so it gets to be silly, serious, whatever. It doesn't have to. You, so somebody was like, so I have to be like the. If I would create, if that we make this a religion up, I have to be like the create, like the Chogim Trunkbo or whatever, like mm-hmm. the leader. Like it doesn't have to be that way. It can just be yeah. one that you want to exist. Oh, okay, got it. I want to be the leader. <laughs> well, then, okay, then perfect. Okay. Uh, so, in your religion that you are the leader of, uh-huh. um, what kind of god structure is there? Is there you know monotheism with like a patriarchal dude, or is there polytheism? Or Definitely it... polytheism. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's the tightest. <laughs> the the Zen option is an option the no god like nah uh i like poly i like polytheism as a metaphor for the zen stuff okay i think i think you need stories to get into it i don't Mm. think i i think like the greek system yeah i think so i think as long as it it leads towards the same you know basically the the same coherent philosophy yeah i mean again it's because if if the idea is to make up a religion Mm -hmm. then uh i would want it to be polytheistic because i i don't consider like the zen stuff to be spiritual okay Yeah, yeah that makes sense um what would you want the overarching kind of message or ethos or like main point you want people to like glean i think still that your identity is uh, that your ego is an illusion and that yeah uh, yeah that the universe is one whole as yeah, opposed yeah. to uh yeah a fractured collection wait, of things wait, have you read sam harris no oh he has a he has a book because he's an athe- i don't know if you know who he is he's a prominent atheist mm-hmm. um he famously got in an argument with ben affleck like last year on, oh, the, whoa, on cool. bill mars show nice so he's got he, he talks a lot he talks a lot about like sort of against um <laughs> like militant islam so mm-hmm. that's some some people think he's like 
uh, like this right winger. He's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's anyway. He talks about atheists. He has a book um, on spirituality for atheists, mm-hmm. and that's what you said was almost word for word what he says is oh, what, what spirituality is. It's remembering the feeling I, that you call eyes an illusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like. I really like that definition. Yeah, I like that a lot too, and I, I think that's yeah. I think that's a really good place to work from for but, sure. But do you meditate? Uh, I used to, I don't as much anymore. It's something I'm always telling myself I need to start doing again. (laughs) I'm like 100% happier and like more focused and better when I do do it. Yep. So the fact that I'm not doing it every day is like self-harm basically. (laughs) Dude, I'm in the, I've been in the same boat. I've actually gotten, I guess it's lucky that I fell into a pattern recently that Mm. I've been consistent for whatever reason. I've just been able to like be more habitual with it. Yeah. But like, yeah, most of my the past five, six years, it's been very off and on and always knowing like, man, I really should. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy, it's like eating vegetables. You're like, I yeah. know I feel better. Right. Why don't I do this thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's easy. It's, and it, it's not painful or harmful at all. Dude. It's like, uh, I think about meditation and like working out and like, yeah. I've literally never regretted doing either one of those. Yeah. I've never felt worse after doing this. Right. It's, and, it's and, only and the gain. Conversely, I almost all, or not almost always, but I give those things up a lot for like the internet instead. Yeah. Right. Which, almost always makes me feel bad <laughs> yeah yeah the internet's horrible i mean yeah and it, it's it, great and it's horrible it's like the opposite of meditation basically <laughs> it really is because it's just this con it's like an you are basically just plugging into like this insane like noise generator for yeah, your brain yeah you're just flooding your brain with all this negativity mm. <laughs> and and unnecessary desire and noise yeah. would you want meditation in this religion yeah definitely yeah, that's yeah. in there also a lot of uh, yeah i part of the reason i like uh poly uh polytheist yeah. yeah yeah is i like uh i i like symbols and stuff a lot too mm. i think you, I, I want to definitely have a lot of like uh cool arcane symbols and yeah. uh and uh what what are they called uh like masses like weird uh traditions oh yeah yeah wait what do you mm. like about symbols so much i just think i i, I uh i think that i'm just i love how bra- the brain works and i think it's like <laughs> yeah. just this incredible thing that humans have this capacity to do and i think that uh to uh, you know uh, look at an an image and derive meaning from it that's contextual yeah like i think that that's just uh and i think that you know if there is i think that that truly if there is like greater spirituality or like a real you know uh, something magical. I think it exists kind of in that space. That's really interesting. Yeah. I've never heard somebody talk about it that way, but that's, yeah, it's like a short, a symbol is like a shorthand for all this. And it's interesting because it almost has to work for somebody who's not aware of what it uh-huh. is. Right. And then somebody who's been aware of it for years and decades. Yeah. And it has different meanings for each of those people. But like, I mean, right. hell, I'm just even thinking of like, you see that I have like a Grateful Dead book on my shelf, uh-huh. like that the skull and the skull with the lightning bolt through it. Yeah. So a lot right. of people don't, they know it's a Grateful Dead thing. They're like, whatever. So to them, it's almost like yeah. a symbol of repulsion. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but to me, it's like, you know, it meant one thing when I was first getting into the band and it means another thing now. Uh-huh. Uh, it doesn't even necessarily mean anything, but it makes me like instantly feel at home. Yeah. When right. I see that. Yeah, totally. And it, it's because it's like a, it's. Something you see that it, uh, you know, it lets you, gives you this certain information and that it's, it's interpreted the same way by other people. Yeah. And if there is any, you know, the way you get closer to that feeling, you know, to the knowledge that you're all one is by, you know, interpreting and and looking at the same symbols. And if you could get that worldwide, I think, you know. Holy shit. Now all of a sudden, like, crosses make sense to me. Like, why people love wearing crosses and, like... 
It, like, because it's it's of course it makes you feel that's at like home. one of the best symbols of in, in it really human is, history. Right? It's, it's perfect. I mean, it's it's a perfect. It's, it's, symbol. A, it's a flawless. It's a flawless design of a uh, of a symbol, yep. and it it you know, yeah. It, it's just, it couldn't it couldn't possibly be better. And the, yeah, I do wish there's like really nothing like that for Buddhism or Zen. <laughs> there is the well, there is the Zen. Uh, what's it called? The Enzo, right? Oh yeah, that's kind of like right. the cross of the yeah. Zen. That's a pretty cool. That's a pretty tight symbol too. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, but it's like it's interesting. It's almost like because uh, I've heard uh, Alan Watts talk about. Have you, are you done much Alan Watts? No, he's anyway. He's a good one. But one thing, uh, he talks about like Li being this concept in uh, Zen art, like mm-hmm. L L I being in like Chinese art. I think it's either Zen or just specifically Chinese, but just naturalism, right? Uh-huh. Very much is is what it is, and where like that's why like they're big into like wood grain, but like very natural looking tables and mm-hmm. like over refinement is a Western thing to like want square edges and square designs. Yeah. Isn't right. it funny how the cross is like a very it's a yeah. so square. It's two straight lines. <laughs> and across yeah. each other whereas a uh, zen enzo it's one paint stroke that's going to have imperfections within that paint stroke right or like you know a, a zen painting or a, a chinese painting is going to have these like inherent like flaws yeah. like it's not gonna be a perfect thing but i think that's i don't know it's almost like this table that we're looking at now it's mm-hmm. like a it's like a blend between those because it's got the right. wood grain shit mm-hmm. but then it's also where it's a nice box yeah, yeah yeah it's it's angular anyway yeah that is a long little rant but but that, I mean, that is so interesting that it, it it really is like your brain is just observing is, is the way that your brain spins the illusion that you're your own person mm. is basically it's just interpreting symbols at yeah. this incredible rate of speed nonstop. All that's the fucking time. language, too. Yeah. It's also, literally language. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how we read. Yeah. It's also you have the book right here. Yeah. King talks about that on writing. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Like the. Uh, the rabbit in the cage or whatever that whole analogy is like uh, always really stuck with me the mm-hmm. thing where you can describe something and then it's in somebody's brain and that's magic <laughs> like it is. that is yeah. truly a magical thing and it all at the fundamental level it starts off with letters yeah right you know? and because we know the what a symbol of an a means yeah and we right. know what it means contextually next to an l next yeah. to an e and and you can even I, I <laughs> do mean, it instantly yeah I, it, it happens instantly and then also i mean i don't know if this is other people but like i find myself attributing like characteristics to letters and numbers individually sure yeah we like, all have lucky numbers yeah you have lucky numbers you have uh there's you, you in a like a weird way there's a sense of like certain symbols having certain personalities that, uh, i see that, like a q yeah or Z. Right. yeah exactly x yeah <laughs> x is a very like i mean that's a classic one of like yeah hard or something right. like extreme yeah <laughs> yeah very extreme um are there any in this religion are there any rules or sins kind of no no sins yeah (laughs) no thank you yeah everything's permitted yeah uh no yeah there's no punishment i don't think it's uh it's entirely voluntary cool there's nothing yeah there's no specific do or don't do anything or uh i mean i guess do no harm right don't be a dick Yeah. yeah uh yeah, um, I don't know. It that gets that's so tricky getting into any like uh, you know trying to establish a rule set. I love rules. <laughs> that's also a thing about me. I love following rules. 
Uh, I hate breaking rules, and I love games that have lots of complicated rules. I just <laughs> so love... you can win by still following by following the rules better than anybody. Yeah, or not even. It's not even about winning. It's just I. I just like, and I, I like the law too. For this reason, <laughs> is that I just I like systems mm. that are perfectly set up, like scaffolding. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Or or. Yeah, like a perfect Rube Goldberg machine or something. <laughs> yeah. I like that there's uh, that there's systems of language in place to handle any input and to produce uh, the you know a, a outcome that's within a specific framework. I love that aspect of it. But I guess having said that, I wouldn't want my religion to have rules, or if it would, I would you'd need them to be kind of legally thought out, <laughs> like yeah. very well placed. Well, it's but we're like, not founding a society. We're founding a, a religion. Right. We're founding a spiritual context. Right, right, right. I mean, yeah, it, it's always something... Because I think, like, there's a lot of power and habit that I've thought about and that I've experienced. Mm-hmm. I've, I've tried to habitualize more of my life to take some of the choice out of it. And I think that's what a lot of people see in religion as, and they see it in a negative light. Like, oh, mm-hmm. they're, like, just doing it whether they feel like it or not. Yeah. But there's something... And so in that sense, you kind of have to have a a self-given rule of like, I'm going to pray today regardless. But I don't, so I I hate the rigidity of that Uh because I would love to be more free to be whatever I want to feel like. But at the same time, there's like following that rule sort of helps keep my own, uh, the whims of my ego, the whims of my desires. You know, it keeps them under control because like, I'm not going to listen to those. I'm going to listen to what I know is outside of that. And discipline is, is a good thing. Yeah. And, and I think that, yeah, that like being disciplined to meditate and learning that practice and getting into, and, you know, trying to not suppress desire, but to, uh, you know, handle desire in a healthy way. I right. think is a very good practice to get into. Skillfully respond to mm-hmm. desire instead yeah. of like pretend you don't have it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Uh, are there any holy texts in this religion? Um, or blogs or books, magazines? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, I feel Infographics. Like, yeah, I feel like they're probably... Oh, uh, The Dispossessed. By Was, Ursula K. Le Guin. Yeah. I've never heard of that. It's a book. It's uh, it's about, like, uh, moon anarchists. Okay. And this, like, basically brilliant scientist who uh-huh. comes to... Who, they've been, uh, you know, they, they're, like, have this anarchist socialist society on the moon. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, but then, like, the Earth is, like, this super capitalist society. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, you know, in like the just the furthest possible uh, like uh, extrapolation of that concept, and the two the the scientist this like genius scientist from the anarchy planet has to like go to Earth to work on this mm-hmm. like thing that ends up being a, like a device for intergalactic communication, uh-huh. and it's uh it's just about like uh politics and spirituality and faith it's just like wow. a it's like an incredibly complicated and beautiful story that's that about out. that's kind of about systems uh you know needing to adapt and yeah. change like no matter what they like what the 
uh, just it's like anti dogma basically, but oh. it's also about a lot of stuff. And I, it's just a great book too. It's interesting. It kind of not the not the with the same message, but it reminds me of. Did you ever read the Ender's Game series? Yeah, it yeah, reminds yeah. me of like the later the sequels Ender Game. Oh, see, like, I only read the first one. Oh, okay, yeah, well, in the sequels, yeah. they're like on like a colonized future, mm-hmm. right? And so you see like the future, this, these futuristic societies having like you know same human problems in a futuristic context yeah right but so that's an, and there's lots of spirituality elements mm-hmm. to that too yeah um cool wait what was the name of that book again uh the dispossessed the dispossessed all right making a mental note for that yeah uh with this religion or is there any kind of regular worship or gathering whether it's weekly monthly yearly yeah i think definitely holidays mm-hmm. um like definitely like big uh I want to say orgies, but I feel like that just gives itself even more into like, uh, you know, you get into weird like Manson sex power cults. Yeah. yeah. So I know orgies required. It's fine. They're optional. It's not against the rules. Uh, There's an orgy room. Sure. Yeah. That's it's it's a possibility. I think uh, meditate like not non guided meditation required weekly. There's always going to be some guys showing up like, oh, is there an orgy today? Yeah. Right. You don't want creeps. Right. You're like, as long as you don't ask if there's an orgy happening. Right. You can be a part of it. Yeah. It seems like you're too into the orgy aspect. (laughs) You're not allowed to be cooler about the orgy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not what what it's about. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. But yeah, so a non-guided, uh, like, but communal meditation. Okay, yeah. Like, required weekly and then holidays. Does this meet at, like, a center or is it, like, a standalone center or is it... Uh... Yeah, I think you should have to go somewhere for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like and a little building. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how do... This is the, the problem of it. How do you get the money like who how does the money get involved how does is there money managed to like build this building or like keep the lights running and shit um i i mean theoretically i would just be a a super wealthy oh you would yeah because you're a person yeah it's my religion so i'm yeah i i'm just paying for it out of pocket tight and nobody yeah nobody has to give anything there's no you can donate if you want but there's no no you never asked to donate (laughs) right on Mm -hmm. um What's uh? Is there any kind of like youth group of this, like a youth like specific version of it, where they like your kids part of it too, or they? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think that kids are allowed in. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think that there's a, a but I don't They're think there's no Sunday school. Yeah, right, yeah it's yeah. Uh, I mean, unless maybe there is like a some kind of class to like teach about all the yeah the teach the like the symbology of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is there any kind of like? volunteering or mission work service type stuff um yeah i think there would be because because if the idea is that it's uh is that compassion is like the only sane choice in the world then there should be some action on that that shouldn't just be an intellectual Mm. decision yeah you should have to you should you know yeah do good works in the world that's a tough one for me i i really don't i feel guilty all the time how i'd never i I just don't volunteer like yeah hardly ever and uh yeah it is i mean it's an interesting thing to like understand it rationally but then have it be still difficult to put into action yeah i I keep like scheduling a time i'm gonna do it and then something comes up that afternoon and i'm like oh i'll do it later it always uh, yeah yeah you really do have to make it like a priority you really do do. yeah Yeah. which is hard to do because the world is it's such a busy place do you remember the last thing you did volunteer wise 
Um, I mean, I guess the marches and stuff, and okay. then going yeah, yeah. volunteering and like doing letter letter writing. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, for certain things, but uh, yeah, not nearly enough, not nearly as much as I should, based on my beliefs. Yeah, no, me, so, me too, man. Yeah, me too. I did like. I did a Habitat for Humanity thing, but it was through my work. So, yeah. like, even then, I got, uh, like, time off of work to yeah, do it. So, it's not even a pure... Yeah, I don't, I don't get to get credit for that. Yeah. But it did feel really good. Like, I mean, it was, like, physically taxing. Mm. But, like, yeah. um, it definitely... Made, like, man, I need to do... I just need to do something. I really admire people like... Like, Peter Banachowski is very involved with, yeah. like, the Schools on Wheels stuff. Yeah, right. Um. Yeah, he's a really good person. But I mean, that's a th- that's a thing though. It's like it doesn't we it's a it's just like meditating, it's just like working out yeah. where it does make I know it makes me feel better to do. Yeah, 100%. Like I'm not that's not the part I have it any I don't have an in, any intellectual like you said like block to doing it. Yeah, right. There's, there's an inertia there where you're like, "Oh, I'm, I'm so busy." Yeah, and especially if you're prone to like depression or uh just that kind of stuff too. It can make it that can be an even bigger block. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, in this religion, is there any outreach or evangelism marketing? No, yeah, not <laughs> hard. No, hard, hard pass. Cool. Yeah, no marketing. They, they, uh, they just have to know you and know that you're rich. Yeah, made, built this cool place. Word, word of mouth. Maybe you'll hear about it. Yeah, they hopefully ask. you'll hear about it from our good, our our good works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any sense of afterlife with it? No. Yeah. There's. Nah, man. It's yeah. It's a. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah, your consciousness doesn't travel with you after you die. Yeah, I don't, Something maybe happens, but you're mm-hmm. not going to be there for it. I don't think... Uh, yeah, I, I, that's what I always lean towards. It's, mm-hmm. it's just lights out. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does... I mean, it's like... I mean, I don't know. I know. Uh, <laughs> I've seen the other side. <laughs> yeah, it, it's scary to me, but it's not like the most scary thing to have that be the case. Uh it gives them more urgency to life for me. Yeah. It makes me, it does. I mean, it really does make, I think make me appreciate what the, like the present moment. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. li- literally, I mean, it's the cliche thing, but like literally tonight I could get in a car wreck. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, there's something like really beautiful about that, about the idea that it, you know, it's, it's the kind of one of the core conflicts of, of life is that it will end someday. Yeah. And that every moment of happiness that you feel is perfect in and of itself, but it's, you know, it's that nothing, it'll never last forever. Yeah. And that's why, you know, just bring it all back. Like this is why it's so like, why are you playing these power games to accumulate wealth or all these things? It's so, it's so point. Like it's just fruitless. It's I mean, I'm not, that's, that's not an original thought by any means, mm-hmm. but it's just one of those things where you, sometimes I have to like feel that yeah, more because it's something you've been taught your whole life. Like, yeah, those things are bad, but then you're right. like, oh no, it's really just, it's like a pointless, and it is truly a pointless endeavor. Yeah. And it's, it's psychotic and it's, it's a, yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, what are we, uh, where are we calling this thing? What's the name of this? Oh man. Um, Scientology's taken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess if it's me, it could be uh, the Church of Straley. <laughs> right Church on. Church of the Stray Dog. St- Church of the Stray Dog. Stray Dogs. St- the Stray yeah. Dogs. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah. I'll think, yeah, uh, maybe I'll think of a better name for it. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I like that for now. I like the Church of the Stray Dogs, yeah. man. I've got to think about what the 
what the uh, the deities are that are involved in it. Because I like that aspect of like uh, uh, like the Game of Thrones religion. Oh <laughs> the yeah, seven. yeah. That's kind of the like Lord of Light. Yeah, that's kind of what I think about when I think about having like this polytheistic like okay, universalism yeah, is yeah. like because that's kind of part of the you know in the books that gets explained is that they're sort of all supposed to be aspects of one. Oh, universal, I didn't realize that. Yeah, of like yeah. one deity, basically. It's the god with the seven faces or whatever. Uh, oh, oh, wow. I That's never like, got that deep into the the religious aspect. Maybe I'm misunderstanding it, no, but, I, it, but yeah. No, because I haven't read the book, so that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but I like I like that as, a, as if you're going to do like a religion based on this philosophy, doing like... Uh, basically asp and I guess that's that's really similar to Hinduism too mm-hmm. and, and, and I guess kind of Greek a little bit they have like these like humanistic yeah. values or merits or something right or like <laughs> speed or <laughs> yeah being the shit if I, you're Zeus <laughs> yeah just being the best I think it's I think with Greek it, it, the Greeks, a little different. it, it really was a little much different. more like they were breaking the world that they could observe into separate pieces yeah 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 that, yeah, that but each, Hinduism for sure is e- like yeah yeah um so yeah so so they'd be like elemental more or they'd be like in your yours the the deities uh they'd probably be like kind of heavy metal like there would probably (laughs) be like a knight uh with like a chainsaw or something (laughs) who represents like uh like you know aggression and our warlike impulses and then you see the symbol of the chainsaw you're like oh hell yeah 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 right it's my people yeah so you've you've got that there'd probably be like a super hot babe Mm -hmm. who represents uh you know beauty beauty (laughs) male cardiality there'd be like a super ripped dude who's hot For the ladies, right. uh, a little something for the ladies. Yeah, it's probably one of my least favorite things over like a concert thing. Yeah, like a, here's a little one for the ladies. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, there would definitely be like a uh, like a band, like a <laughs> one of the gods would be like a cool band. Tight. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Basically, just like I think it, it there would be kind of an infinite pantheon of gods. <laughs> to to worship sort of like the saints i guess yeah that's like a that's a, a thing that catholics have too is like right you, know, you worship the 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 saints that kind of got carried over from the old stuff word um right. so you feel you feel satisfied with this yeah i think it's pretty sick church of the stray dog yeah <laughs> sounds tight yeah it sounds tight well dude uh, that's it man well thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me this I, was really fun do you want uh is there where should people find you oh at finn straley on twitter that's yeah. pretty much it cool man yep yeah follow finn he's ac- actually you're definitely one of my favorite oh, uh favorite tweeters so thanks man yeah follow him thank you uh yeah thanks again And that's the show. Once again, thanks so much to Finn. Check him out on Twitter. And if you're in Los Angeles, just check him out wherever he's on shows. And uh, go to ChooseYourOwnReligion.com for more of this stuff. Love you guys. Jamaste. What's a creative podcast network? Oh.